What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is April 25th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and Manscaped code Fightful. Check them both out, but leave a thumbs up on this video. Tap the notifications bell, know when we go live, subscribe, all that good stuff. We have just a plethora of interviews. Last week, we dropped Rhea Ripley, Dr. Britt Baker, Baron Black, the Good Brothers, this week, we've got Naomi, we've got Matt Hardy, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, RJ City as well. Uh, check it out, youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribing helps us an awful lot. I'll tell you what else helps us. Super Chats and Humper Chats. That's how you get your question or statement read live on the air or answered. And we have a lot of unique insight for this show. We we reported on Fightful Select a ton of the happenings that that went down on this show. And we're here to talk about it with Denise Salcedo. Denise was on the Impact Rebellion post show just two nights ago. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Sean. I was going to come on here and I had like different ways to start the show, but I've decided just to be simple, old little me today. Well, here's a good way. Let's go Raptors. The Raptors picked up a big win tonight. I'm happy about that. I'm feeling good. I'm liking it. Uh, get in your Super Chats or your Humper Chats. If you don't know what Humper Chats are, that is over at HumperChats.com. It's a Streamlabs PayPal platform. And Greg House says, these Humper Chats are great because I can send them before the show. UK viewer, so it's a lot better for me. And Fightful get to keep the cash instead of YouTube taking 30%. That is uh, very handy, by the way. Uh, and he also says, I haven't watched the most recent review, but seeing Robert and Kate was lovely. Robert smashed it. Well, if you like uh, seeing Robert DeFelice, you're going to enjoy this Wednesday's AEW review because uh, Alex is in the middle of a move right now. So Robert DeFelice will be joining me. And I love how everyone on Fightful has been moving. First, it was Jeremy. <laughs> then it was me or me and then Jeremy yeah. and then you and now Alex. And now let's see who's next. Jimmy will be next. Uh, Greg says, just wanted to say the recent interviews have been Ace, Sean, Big Demo, Adam Cole, Britt, as longer interviews killed it. The shorter ones with Rhea, Imperium, and Alicia Atut are funny and great. Keep bringing it. Let's go. I was hoping to interview Alicia again in Dallas, but I didn't get the opportunity to. Our schedules didn't quite match up, but very soon because I really enjoyed the one with uh, Richard Holiday as well. And our good friend Sabrina Harley is here saying, Hi, King. Sean Ross Sapp and Queen Denise. I think Denise is more I of a jester. Think I just don't think you're a king. I'm sorry. No I way. I, I like am. how we, I, I like how instantly you were like, oh, Denise is not a queen. And I'm like, no, Sean's no freaking king. Blah, blah, you're, blah, blah. You're blah. a jester at best, except you can't make me laugh. So. But, yeah, well, you're just those guys that stand out there and they do nothing. Those I'll, ones with the little red suits that are just like. Denise, I'll tell you what I am. I'm the person who shows up on your channel and wins everything. That's what I am. Yeah, you're also the person that gets me in trouble, man. What's up with all of these people coming up to me and being like, can you please tell Sean Ross app to no longer post Twitter posts on my, like, what does it have to do with me? I have nothing to do with that. Oh, can you like minimize your Twitter drama so that it doesn't roll over to me? All I did was post three polls. I posted Brett and HBK, the TLC three, and then Usos and Young Bucks. And people are like, you're contributing to toxicity. I don't know. Maybe be less toxic. Just cast your ballot and move the hell on. 
Sean, you have hard. the most dramatic Twitter account that I know. And now your Twitter drama is leaking over to me. Well, listen, um, if there's one thing we like here, it's leaking. Jan Beard says, we need a Denise versus Marco stunt match. It could be Je Joey Janela presents Battle at the Chocolate Factory. I think he's calling you all Oompa Loompas. That's fine with me. I know I know Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory by heart. So it would actually, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Will and you sing us one of the songs? No, hell no. Come with me and no. you'll be, come no. on. I'm not going to sing. No. Do it. No. Let's go. We need no. to do this. No, I don't want to. Plus, I just don't have it in my mind right now. What a bummer. What a bummer. I tried, guys. I tried. Maybe if... Uh... What? So you can clip me out and I could be on your Fightful Select clips and then get nothing of that percentage? Hmm? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no thanks. Why don't... Just one song. No, because I can't. I'm not in the... I'm not in that fr fr my frame. Like, I can't in even speak right now. You see? a pure imagination. Come on, Denise. No, I don't want it, Sean. Can we please review Raw? <laughs> You, you know who you are? Denise Salcedo. Yeah, no, thanks. No, no. You're being Veruca Salt right now. I'm always Veruca Salt. She's my soul sister. Didn't you know I have the bratty <sighs> section? Yeah. Anyway. Sabrina says, next up at GCW, we'll see Sean Ross Sapp versus Denise. I'd be shocked if Denise ever worked a match. Like, so what? So that the Twitter trolls can come at me and be like, remember when wrestling was thinking seriously? <laughs> what? You're taking the opportunity away from people who worked really hard. If you guys knew how many, <laughs> the, the things that Denise has passed up, uh, much less that, much less the th stuff that she accepted. Unreal. Uh, sports and wrestling experiences. We need Denise World Order shirts on PWTs. Get on it, Denise. I know. I just don't have time. <laughs> I legitimately don't have time uh, for anything. Well, we've got time for you guys to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It is the most affordable, exclusive wrestling news service there is. And you know what? We're breaking more news than everybody. We appreciate your support. And we reported that uh, Glenn Jacobs, the mayor, Kane, would be back tonight. And he was. He was backstage. uh Shaking babies and kissing hands, Denise. What do you think of uh, Kane popping up? Um, what can I say that would be okay to say? It, it bums me. It, okay, I'll be what honest with you, Sean. It it bums me out because I'm like such a big Kane fan, and yeah. then seeing all the stuff that he posts on Twitter, I'm trying to separate the character sure. from the person. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Kane's, always have been. I like seeing him on the shows, but you know some of the stuff, the, the Twitter controversy, unfortunately sours a couple of things for me sometimes, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So I try to separate those two things. It's a little hard, but I try. Well. That was about the extent of anything that mattered with Kane. Did you have he a didn't favorite? Say it. Well, I was going to say he didn't say anything. He only came out and he talked to, like be backstage with Bianca. But we couldn't actually hear their audio. And then also with Randy Orton. And then that was it. Was there another one? He was just popping up backstage. He was just, like I said, kissing hands, shaking babies, all that good stuff. Getting the hell out of there. Um, I think they could have had him say something. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they didn't because they know he's controversial? 
<laughs> no, I, I think they trust him to perform all right. Um, in, in, in yeah, that I was gonna situation, say. yeah. I, I mean, he's a pro. He'll so they could have had him show, say something. Yeah, do something more than just be like. Jam Beard says, "Great, now I want to see SRS do a package power bomb to Denise through a flaming table during the fightful death match." Just, just watch our podcast that we did about the GCW thing and see how that process was. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina says, "Is everybody humping for Blue Chew tonight? Uh, not on tonight's show. Not on tonight's show. Um, that is Jesus, Sean. Two- can you give us all a schedule of what you're promoting each show? Because well, I feel I said- like." feel like everybody wants to like do bluetooth stuff and then you're like not tonight listen the the raw show is a little bit higher dollar than what bluetooth offers i can't help it oh so we're high end oh okay yes we are <laughs> and i have not, again not seen any of that thanks yeah just just your base pay and your bonuses and your discretionary bonuses and your end of the year bonuses and the extra work yeah, yeah no big deal no big deal. Anyway, Bianca Belair on very early in this show. I was a little bit surprised by this when FightfulSelect.com broke the news of when this, this match was going to go up because this is a title match in her hometown. However, this was a lot of smoke and mirrors. However, I thought they made, they made uh, Bianca Belair look really good here. It was at the expense of everybody else, but... Does it matter? Exactly. As at least one person's coming out looking strong. And and as we look at this, here's why. Well, first off, I'll run through what happened. Sonia gets counted out and she goes, No, 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 no. It's slippery out here. There's water everywhere. No count outs. Then she gets DQ'd. She goes, No, 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 no. She used her hair. That's a foreign object. It's not. She says no DQ. Well, then it makes a lot of sense that Zelina and Carmella would pop up and help Sonya. But that doesn't matter because Bianca beat all their asses. Now, I just want to say this. The sooner I never see Bianca and Zelina work together again, the better. They have, I'm done. I don't need to see it again. Maybe like five years down the road. Uh, until then, I'm, I'm over it. I'm past it. However, in this particular instance, I'm like, whatever. Um, Zelina and Carmella, I didn't even think we're a team anymore. Apparently they still are. Or at least I told getting- you. I'm like, they're still friends. I can't keep it in order. I can't do it. But Sonia loses fairly quickly too. And normally I'd be like, oh, I don't like that. However, ever since Sonia came back, her whole thing has been, she's been out of the ring for so long. She just hasn't gotten those legs underneath her yet. So I saw no problem with this. Uh, if this were a situation where Sonia had been like running roughshod and was white hot in the ring, That'd be different. But considering the way that they set up this story to give her the title shot anyway, I thought that this was really good. I'm all for this champion looking super, super strong and in her hometown on top of that. I thought this was really good. I think had this been anybody else, it would have been like a terrible segment, right? Like if they would have done this story with anybody else, but because it was Sonia Deville and because this is kind of, it goes with her character with what she's doing. You know, she's abusing her power. She's abusing her authority. And so it all falls in line with what she's actually supposed to be doing on the show. So even though at first, at first I fell for it too, by the way, when uh, they did the count out, I was like, oh, they're really going to end this match this way. Um, But then when she kept, 
kept it going. And then once they had Zelina and Carmella come out, I kind of felt like, oh, I hope this doesn't get like too distracted. But I do like how they played into it, essentially being like a handicap match for Bianca Belair. So I like that they stacked all the odds against her. And I think in the end, given, like you said, nobody else got over besides Bianca. I will say this, though. Sonya got over with me, but it was actually after the match that she kind of got over with me. And it was something so simple yet so effective. It was afterwards when she was like going off on Zelina and Carmella about how they didn't help her successfully get the title. She literally just slapped the life out of Zelina. And then just when I was recovering from that, she slaps Carmella. And it was such a good slap, such a savage bitchy slap. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. Um, So Sonya Deville got over with me on that portion of things. I'm like, she's so mean. Like it's worth working for me now and the actual match though if it was if it would have been somebody else this would have been terrible but because it was sonia and it goes with her uh it worked with the story and uh one of the things that i've said that i liked about AEW programming is they find creative ways to put people in like these these transitional title matches like dante martin got one a couple months ago he got one through winning i like that sonia got one by just making sense within a storyline so it's like okay, well, and she I think doesn't this have to have her first title shot too, Sean. Probably for the and Raw Women's Title. I don't think she's only ever competed for the tag titles, I believe. Yeah, and I, I just like more things that matter being on the show, and this was a, a great example of that. I love the way that they set this up. It was not like a big pay per view program or anything, but it made sense in how they set it up, how they executed it. The right person went over, and it didn't hurt anybody. It only helped Bianca Belair from where she was because f- compared to where Zelina and Carmella were on the card, it didn't push them down any further. I didn't think because couldn't be much worse. I think being associated with this pushed them up a little bit. Probably, probably <laughs> I- I'm just gonna yeah. be real with you. Bodley Lasagna says Carmella and Zelina got together faster than SRS turned off notifications on his Young Bucks Usos poll. <laughs> Are uh, you gonna do it? An- you know, I was gonna do a I'm poll doing them every day. I'm doing oh, are day. you really? Yeah. I was going to do a poll saying, quote, retweet that one thing about that person who Instagrammed me, but I was going to put, should should I tell Sean Ross Sapp to stop doing his post? But then I was like, nah, people are going to take this too seriously. I can't I do that anymore these days. I got to think at least <laughs> five times before I tweet something. Same. Uh, well, I should. And then I think about once and I go, who gives a shit? And then I do <laughs> that happens way. to me. I, I was gonna fired. put a post-it. I was gonna put a post-it, okay, on my on my computer. It says think before you tweet. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Cause sometimes you just wanna, yeah. N. Simmons says Sonia slapped the sugar honey iced tea out of Carmella. Did she drink her apple juice or something? A slap had some weight behind it. I loved it. Dude, I it, it was, was it was savage. Like I'd never seen a slap like that in like a really long time. Like Stephanie McMahon is known for doing really good slaps, but like in recent times, this one was really like she she used bitch slap from those SmackDown versus Raw games in like 2006. That was the title of it, and it was the one where they wound up and just really put their hips into it. It was great. Yeah, that was really good. Sabrina says Sonya's character kind of boring me right now. I feel like she needs to do something new. The whole power trip thing is getting boring and old, at least in my opinion, like in some aspects, it's boring. I think this should be the thing that, that kind of turns the corner for her because this, her abusing her power to get a title match and then 
abusing her ty- her power in the match and then assaulting uh, an employee of the company afterwards has got to be where they draw the line of, okay, you're too power hungry. No more of this. And I think that's where it should change, Denny. I think they should have drawn the line a, a, a far back, mm-hmm. far back. And it was very boring when she was doing it with Naomi because it got to the point where, like, it didn't matter anymore. Yeah. And they stretched that out so long. And I do agree that got very, very boring. And there was a lot that I was not liking with both the characters of Sonya and Adam Pierce, which I've talked about in the past before. And this is the yeah. first time where I feel more interested in what the you know the Sonya character with Bianca Belair here tonight with here tonight is probably one of the ones I've most been interested in so in the interview I'm dropping with uh, Naomi she said that she was happy with that storyline just because it was the first story she had gotten she said ever that lasted longer than like two weeks you see and that's kind of sad though the bar is a little low I know we've got Jan Beard saying of course Denise the bully likes the mean power authority think we get Sonya Bianca again at the pay-per-view. I hope not. There's there's absolutely no reason to do this match again. Um and and even if it's if it's Sonya abusing her power again, well then why isn't Vince McMahon stepping in? Why isn't Adam Pierce doing something about this? Adam Pierce, like I said, the booking of Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville as general managers has been very, very bad. I'm sorry, but they've made him look very dorky. And so for me at this point, like they've just, there's been so many times where I'm like, why are they having the, why are they having them do this as the authority figures? Like they look very silly, very dumb. Right. And so for me, I'm not even surprised whatsoever. Like at this point, I don't expect them to be like, an authority that I can actually respect. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want them to make sense of this. And uh, so far it has, and I like it. I just don't need to see them doing it again because then that wouldn't make sense to me. Jam Beard says if they do Sonya Bianca at the pay-per-view, they should make it title versus GM job. That would make sense to me. If, if Bianca puts that up and says, listen, I'll give you another shot, but, you lose your job as GM if that's the case. I think that would be a good way to, yeah, if you're going to do it again, add some stakes like that. But then here's the thing, though. Let's say they remove that title from her. What else are they going to do with Sonya? There's like, that. you know, there's not going to be any creative ideas for her. She's just going to become generic girl, one oh, you know, number 42. Yeah. So Sabrina- it's like if they take that away from her, there's nothing else left. Sabrina says theory needs to shoot Vince a text about Sonya. That's funny. Orion Ben says, Sonya better keep her GM job because she goes into the ladies' locker room. It's on site. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those people are going to want to beat her up. But remember, Vince McMahon is aware of Sonya's action. Remember that email? Yes. Yeah, he's true. aware. Uh, N. Simmons says, as a black person, what's up with Sonya and my people? What does she have against us? This is sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, people have noticed that for sure. Oh, let's talk about the Edge promo. Uh, I can't believe they re-showed that terrible AJ Styles skit from last week. That was so bad. And uh, Edge cuts a really, like, baseline promo. And the gimmick is more than, like, like a goth thing right now. It's, It's a we're just better than you type of thing. Yeah, because last week he was talking smack on TikTok, people. Yeah, and right now he he was making fun of accents. His accent sounded more like me than you did. 
with okay, your Okay, do not shit on my accent, okay? Because I've been, you know what's sad? I've been using your accent so much. <laughs> I don't know oh what God. my real voice is anymore. <laughs> I walk around the house talking like you, Sean. <laughs> I don't know my own voice. Give me an example. No. Give me an example. Like if, everything if, I do. If uh, your person asks, what do you want to eat? What do you say? I don't want to answer that. Do it. Go ahead. I, I want to hear it. I can't answer that. I want to hear it. <laughs> I legitimately cannot answer that. Why? Because I have a funny backstory. Go ahead. I can't us. share it. I can't share it. Why? Because I was making fun of you. Denise, why? What did I do? Okay. So <laughs> come on. I can't, tell me. I can't, Sean. I have to tell you off air. I don't have approval to share this story. Okay. And That's so, fair. like, I don't want to make you be like, it's nothing bad, honestly. But I've been making fun of you. D what the hell's going on, Denise? <laughs> you first you got me sounding like an auctioneer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't tell you. To Do it. Do it. No, I can't. Okay, so do you remember SummerSlam? Yeah. Okay, do you remember when you and your wife were talking about what you guys were going to go eat? No. Okay, well, you guys had a really funny exchange. Okay. Okay, and so, <laughs> okay, so you said, okay, no, you asked her, where do you want to go eat? Or no, yeah. what do you want to eat or something? And she was like, food duh and you were okay so you said you said what do you you said okay, i have to act it out you said so what do you want to eat for lunch and she was like food duh and you were like well duh we're not gonna eat leather <laughs> so so then i told i told my fiance about it and he's why and so do you now remember when he asked, that so now when he asked me what do you want to eat or something i go well we're not gonna eat leather <laughs> There was, there's gotta be some more to that. It's that. I, and I go, it's that. That's why I didn't want to tell you because I no, felt bad because I was making fun of you. There had to be more to that exchange. Oh, I'm pretty sure. No, that, no, to your exchange, that was it. I just thought it was funny because you were like, well, we're not going to eat leather. <laughs> you literally said oh, that. Geez. And so that stuck with me. And I was making fun of you for that privately. Without you knowing. Someone says she's doing an impression of Dale Gribble on helium. <laughs> and so now oh. I just say, well, what do you want to eat? Well, I don't want to eat leather. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, your voice of me is like what I would sound like if I did voiceover work for myself. If I was playing a caricature of myself as a great voiceover person, that's what I would do. I would, oh man. I've got people messaging me about eating leather now. Thanks. When you said that, you literally responded to her with that. Well, okay. Hey, hey, did anybody eat leather on that day? I don't know what you guys ended up leaving, eating. Not, I left after that. Not leather. Not why leather. Don't you, why don't you Wouldn't ask her? I'm sure, sure. She, I'm sure she remembers that. Well, it wasn't leather that much, I tell you. That's exactly what you sound like. Uh, Cyclops says, here's the money. Do the accent, Denise. And Jambeard says that Denise does a good Hank Hill impression. 
What? No, I sell propane. Dakota says, next Raw is going to be my first WWE show tips. Luis says, have dinner before or after the show. It's a long ride. Don't expect <laughs> to eat good food at the venue. No matter at what, what venue. venue. Any venue. <laughs> Don't oh. go in expecting that you're going to get good food there. Because you won't. It's That's not true. Than, There's some venues that have good food. Some rare. More than likely, it sucks. Do Man, you? Man, I have, see you chowing wait, down at every show, Sean. Why? It's because I'm there for six hours. Why do you have like a blanket around your water jug? It's not a blanket. It's a napkin. Have you never seen? It's a napkin. Why don't do you, have you know? A have you never seen a napkin before? Why do you have a napkin around your giraffe water? Because. When you put icy water in there, it starts to get a little like, you know, water starts coming out. And I didn't want any Condon- of the water to get on the desk. <laughs> it's condensation, Denise. Okay. Have you ever heard of coasters? Well, Look, I'm sorry. I was too like, lazy I got to get- one with my initials on it. I got I got a fightful one right here. So here. have you ever heard of coasters? I got yeah. a SRS one. I got a fightful one. <laughs> Have you ever heard of condensation, Denise? <laughs> Why do you have a blanket around your water, Denise? <laughs> we got to do a show, Sean. You ever hear of condensation? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, here's the funny thing. You legitimately sound like my grandmother. <laughs> that is exactly how my grandmother. Granny Sap. She'll answer the phone and she'll go, hello. Like that. <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of your granny. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing, Grandma? Just rolling my cigarettes. That's about it. <laughs> she does. She is a Native American woman that is like the most hillbilly person on earth. Oh, my gosh. Uh, should they expect to eat leather at the venue? Not Allegiant Stadium. That much I tell you. So you only get leather at the venue. Uh, leather would have been an upgrade. Uh, Lelucha says Hollywood Salt Sado's voice gives me deliverance vibes. Please take care of yourself, Dong Lord. What is deliverance vibes? I don't get it. Deliverance is a movie about some backwoods hillbillies. Oh, I've never seen it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brennan says Sean is 100% right. <laughs> the concessions at the Royal Rumble this year were trash. Somebody wants me to do a Denise impersonation. I can't do female voices. But Try. Probably, you put me on the spot. It'd probably be something like, Sean, I don't make any extra money for all of this stuff that you do. I know you do all this work, Sean, but I don't get paid for it. What the heck? Okay, first of all, no, please put a little bit more. Muted. Alex Diaz says, you both are my favorite unfightful. Enjoyed Monday Night Raw tonight. What's the main backlash? Will it be Roman Drew? Wish they'd hold off that for SummerSlam. I think they should hold that off for the UK show, Denise. Okay, hold what off? Sorry, I wasn't listening. (laughs) Drew and Roman. Oh, Drew and Roman. I mean, whenever they do do that, I just hope that they make it. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it would be a good deal for the UK shows. You said doo-doo, Denise. Sean, you're how old are you? I mean, really? You said doo doo, Denise. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, Denise. Doo doo. But I laugh at dumb stuff. I make Twitter polls and make people mad. Oh, and my shoes are so cool. 
Why is this my whole grandma, show's never gonna end? Why is my grandmother impersonating me? Oh. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, so this edge promo sucked. They're talking about how they're better than everybody. Sabrina says it's the house of black on wish.com. I mean, at least with the house of black, we don't got to see them as much. Um, in that sense, uh, he but, did I mean, throw I, like, a shot too. He he I when he said uh that all those types of people fold themselves into their pintos or something and they go and vote for the current mayor of Knox County and this and that. Yes. Uh C says, I don't get why they don't team AJ and Finn against Edge and Priest. Seems like common sense banger waiting to happen. Well, I think it could happen. AJ wasn't there tonight, but um Edge said he had jury duty or some shit. And the match was fine. But, Denise, here's what I'm going to say. We've seen it before. A bunch. Well, I mean, it was either this or, or, or Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. What did you think of Damian Priest's new finish? <laughs> it was a reverse STO. It was a lot like the one Bobby Lashley uses as a transitional move <laughs> where he lifts them up, but uh, Priest swung around Balor and pinned him. He pinned him clean, didn't he? He did. What did you think of the finish, though? I liked it. Honestly, I don't mind it. I feel like Damien, I feel like, I feel one of the things about him is if he's going to go out there and be doing this new, this new, whatever you want to call it, this new persona of his, you got to bring in some new stuff. So I think that he did just that, and I like that. But on top of that, I think what I particularly enjoyed about this match was literally just anytime you see Damien Priest, like, here, okay, okay, let me rewind, though, because I do need to say this right now. When I saw that this match was going to be a match, I kind of felt a little bit. This was a situation where I didn't know who to root for because both sure. of these guys legitimately needed a win. They both yes, they needed did. something. Okay. And so when I was watching this, I was kind of just like thinking about that during this. And, you know, they both, you know, did fine. Like they always do, et cetera, et cetera. When Damien Priest got the win, I was like, good for Damien Priest. Damn. Like he really needs this, et cetera. But then at the same time, I'm like, shit, I feel so bad for <laughs> Finn Balor though, because it's just, and now I almost feel like it's a, I, I don't know. It's just, it's too obvious how there's nothing happening surrounding Finn Balor, and it's just too obvious. I agree with you. They both needed the win. I mean, every day I got people asking me about Finn Balor's contract because they're ready for him to leave. I have not heard anything like that uh, as of yet or anything additional on that. To me, this was just... It's like put him up against somebody else or... I, I don't know. It's just... I already watched Finn Balor beat Damian Priest. Now, maybe you could argue here that Edge gave Damian Priest what he needed to overcome Finn Balor, and now it wasn't even a problem. If, if that's the route they're going to go and they're going to reference that, I think that'd be beneficial. I think if they have Edge say, you were having trouble beating this guy a few months ago, and now you're not, that would be good. But that seems like it's got too much substance for what they're doing with Edge. It seems like very low-hanging fruit. And low-hanging fruit's okay sometimes. I just haven't enjoyed this. Yeah, and they have honestly they have a good they have a they have a good potential there, I yes, think. Yes, they do. They and just need Priest to take like out a, a lot bucks. of Yeah, they just need to take out a lot of the verbiage and stop making it feel like so forceful because a lot of this did not feel like Edge. I think if Edge legitimately yeah. 
it just didn't feel like him. I feel like if he were to say something like this, uh, I mean, how many times do we have to hear the whole mountain of omnipotence or omnipotence, whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many times do we have to hear that over and over? I think if they uh, change, tweak things a little bit or even had less talking for them, I think they could actually get over. You know, they're cool guys. They look cool, but it's just too much and, of that. Like, I get it. The people are stupid. Cool, man. Uh, I, but, I mean, if Damian Priest wins big matches i'm i'm good with that too i just want there to be a reason for finn balor to lose like this and him to, to be beaten down i don't think it will i don't have the confidence that that will that that will be the case no i mean like even as champion like nobody everybody nobody took him seriously as champion because we all knew either he was going to be a transitional champion or they were just going to treat the belt as nothing or you know you can already argue that the belt means nothing so it's just all of those factors factored into this and it's just it's been downhill for finn and it's getting to the point where i'm i'm thinking that that's it like this is just going to keep going and uh, I, I will say, I think that Damian Priest is doing about everything right here. I think he's he's doing great in this role. He's been doing everything right with what he's yeah. been given in every yeah. every spot, whether it was in NXT, whether it was when he went to the to the main roster, because he even made some of the stuff that was not working with the Miz yes, work as much as possible for that situation. Ke seven seven five asks if Vince lost faith in Finn, or are they preparing him for a heel turn? This losing streak is alarming. I, I wouldn't hate them putting him with them at this point. Uh, just anything different than what we've seen out of Finn Balor. I really thought the NXT run would reset him. It just didn't. Greg House said, growing up, I really believed in the bad guys and hated Edge. Loved him when I got older. Cried when I saw him retire in the ring. This uh, return has been so bad. Uh, it's also tragic. It's been very hit or miss. There's some of it I've really liked and some of it I haven't. And uh, a big thank you to Greg House for all the Humper chats that he sent in. Uh, Amanda says, funny observation I had to look up to compare. The throne that Edge is using is the same that Mei Ying sat in for Tian Sha. What? Altered to be more goth. I'll have to go look at that. Denise, for a while, like, you know, when NXT was feeding us those weekly NXT interviews, you'd get an interview here and there and one of the NXT wrestlers would be placed down in that throne after Tian Shaw kind of. That never happened with me. Yeah. I got it with Raquel and another person ended up sitting in it. No, that didn't happen with me. Yeah. Mine, everybody sat like in their normal places. They've got some, they've like got a room, like a media room there too. That had like a big WWE logo, which is kind that of. Was, cool was that too. the gray wall where yeah, MSK was? With, with, the, with the big WWE logo. Yeah. yeah, but that one didn't have the throne. No, it didn't. But uh, Raquel did. So there you go. Ethan says, I've never seen this episode of Trailer Park Boys. Denise's impersonation of Sean sounds like she has tree sap stuck in her vocal cords. That seems like an innuendo, and I don't appreciate it. I was going to say, I was hoping yeah. you'd explain that. Tree sap? Uh, Chuck Vick says, Denise's impersonation of SRS sounds like a Rugrats character. Keep up the good work, guys. I haven't seen Rugrats in years, so I don't even remember. Jambeard says that was a spot on impersonation of Denise. Just forgot to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Be easy. <laughs> says for someone who hates Ozark, Denise does a fantastic impression of Ruth Langmore. That's a good I Ozark is so boring. Sorry. No, I know that's it's like awesome. your favorite show. It's awesome. It was awesome. Like the first episode. And then it was just like, 
<laughs> not awesome after that. It was so oh, it was, boring. It was great. And listen, it comes out again this Friday. Yeah, I know. Final you watch season. every season. I'm I fully do. aware. I love it. I got a magazine with all the stuff in it. Like, like that it <laughs> you covers got a all- magazine? Yeah, of course. I bought a magazine. Uh, we have <gasps> a magazine, Denise. Fightfulmag.com. Yeah, but I was going to say you bought a magazine about yeah. Ozark. Who does uh-huh. that? Yeah. And you know what? If you're geo-blocked from buying one or watching Ozark, NordVPN.com slash Fightful is here to help. Oh, my gosh. That threat protection. You don't want to end up like Marty Bird running for your life because of some bad decisions. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful lets you browse anonymously and security and change your virtual location with just one click. You don't have to move to the Ozarks to change your life. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has that threat protection. Block online trackers. Block those annoying pop-up ads. And block that malware. You don't want the malware. And how about this? A 30-day money-back guarantee. You might say, wow, that's a great deal. Yeah, it is. It's a great deal on top of an already great deal because you're going to get over 70% off your NordVPN plan and an additional month free at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What a deal, Denise. You know, there's a big pay-per-view coming up, big UFC pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks. Or as you would say, got a big pay-per-view coming up in this this, this next couple of weeks. By God, I don't want to spend so much money on it. What do I do? What do I do? Well, I get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I subscribe to one of them, their overseas services that allows me to order it for significantly less, way less money. And it ends up paying for NordVPN.com slash Fightful with all the money I saved. And I get to watch a bunch of people fighting too? Heck yeah. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You know what makes me mad, Sean, is that everybody here only hears this voice of yours. They don't hear the one in person. I'm going to, in person, your accent is so much heavier, and I need people to know that. Are you implying that I change my voice for the podcast? Yes, I am. Yes. That is exactly what I'm implying, especially think- especially when you're there um, with the Cease Twins and you guys start bonding, your natural self comes out. <laughs> you're in your natural habitat. I'll remember that. <laughs> what? What's I'll that supposed that. to mean? I'll remember that. I'll just say you're going to remember that. that? Yeah. <laughs> is that a threat? Yes. Norm says mute her for hating on Ozark. Oh, God. Muted. Juan says, so for this year's SummerSlam, would there be a pizza party but with leather? Also, Cowgirl Salcedo is stealing the show so far. Yeehaw! Oh, good God. I'm really afraid. Why did you say you're going to remember that? What are you going to do to me? Sabrina, what do you mean by the South Park voice? I don't know what you mean. I I don't know what you mean. Uh, but Jan Beard says, non-WDB chat, uh, should the Hook versus Danhausen match be at the pay-per-view, or would you make it an Owen qualifier and have Hook win the whole thing? I don't know if I'd have Hook win the whole thing, but I wouldn't do this at a pay-per-view. I think this could main event like a Rampage or put it in a prime spot on Dynamite, Denise. Yeah, because if you want to, you know, they have to be really careful with Hook. They have, you know, a lot going there. So I think that when his pay-per-view matches, it's got to be someone that's uh, on a different level, I think. Veer is not quite on an additional level. 
an extra level, another level right now. He beat up this dude named Smothers. And I, I will say, I will take away one positive from this. While the match happened, I was like, I don't want to see this over and over again. I just, I wanted to see something new. Well, after the match, he beat up the dude real bad and choke slammed him under the table and the table didn't break at all. And I was like, cool, that's neat. Did you see WWE's tweet? No. Okay, so the guy, I forget his name, I'm sorry. The one that was in the match. Okay, him. They yeah. put, who is this? Wrong answers only. And the second I took like a double look at him, immediately I was like, oh my God, he looks like Ryback. So then I clicked on the comments and everybody had like mini <laughs> Ryback, mini Ryback. I didn't I comment that. or retweet because I I don't know. But it, it was just interesting <laughs> that they put it out there though. Like they put it out there for people to say like, oh yeah, he looks like a mini Ryback or something. So now people are asking like they're, they're – they're wanting Jimbo from South Park, Sean from Terrence, and Philip. Uh, oh, Eric Cartman. I mean, that that is kind of how Denise sounds. When I she don't know mad. how to do his. You what? get kind of mad. Yeah. You're like, what? Give me more money. That, that's you. That's you. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Veer beat the shit out of Sam Smothers after this match. The match, who gives a shit? Nobody cares. It, whatever the post match was all right i thought uh, a good sort of addition to what we saw out of veer um yeah i mean they're just having him come out and beat guys up cool i mean why not you know what veer he took so long to get here that i'm gonna root for him okay like poor guys had a long journey i'm not gonna trash his segment you know what i'm a veer fan go veer i'm rooting for yeah, you i want success I'm, for you on monday night raw I, I want them to give him a real story and stop acting like he was just born in a like in the in a cave or in the jungle <laughs> yeah. or in the woods or just like <laughs> out in the wild or something like the man is is a really smart yeah good looking dude he's an athlete like he's like treat him like one jesus christ man we're rooting for you veer yeah i want veer to do well rh said srs doing the nord vpn read sounded like ross twiddle impersonating jim ross i love you guys oscar <laughs> and ali are back oh we are on our way to talking about that we're talking about bobby lashley and omos and arm wrestling this is going to do a lot of YouTube traffic. Which is weird because who cares? I know. I don't care about arm wrestling, much less fake arm wrestling. I just don't care. Uh, Bobby like, Lashley Arm wrestling wins. is cool, okay? Don't get me wrong. But fake arm wrestling? <laughs> That's yeah. where I draw the line. I got to draw the line somewhere. Did you look up X-Arm? No. I oh, forgot. You should. you should. You should do a reaction video to watching X-Arm trailers. Okay, fine. I'll do that. I need new content. So yeah, you do. It'd, it'd be very, very good. Like, okay, I'm, maybe I'll get like millions of views or something. I'll send since you, you the say clips. they're so popular. I don't think they're popular. But you just told me that arm wrestling is arm very popular. Wrestling is popular, yes. X arm was not. X arm failed horribly. Oh, so you're having me? Okay, review the the, the shitty stuff. All right, great. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Alex Palowski makes a great career out of doing that. Thumbs up for Alex. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby Lashley beats Omos in an arm wrestling match, and then Omos beats the shit out of Bobby Lashley. But what's with... the point? He lost the arm wrestling fight. As a man, I'm sorry, but if you lose the arm wrestling fight, that's it. You ain't a man no more. <laughs> you lost all your man points. It's a man thing. It. Denise goes, 
Listen, I know he beat the living shit out of Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley got the back of his hand to go down for a yes. brief moment. So That's therefore, it's a point of pride. Think so therefore, about that. Omos, you little bitch. Exactly. He lost. I'm oh. sorry, but it's like if you lose in an arm wrestling fight and you're the loser, that's it. You just got to go walk it off. You don't have to act all tough. You already lost. He are, the point, okay, is not the point of arm wrestling to say that you're stronger than the person that you beat? Is that not the point? Yes. Okay, so he's already saying I'm stronger than you. I won this fight, so now why do I want to see him beat him up? I already know he's not stronger than the other guy. But, I mean, that's what you're telling me when you lose an arm wrestling fight. One person being stronger than the other doesn't mean they can just beat him up. That but that's the story matter. that they're telling me here. Kind of. When you do an arm wrestling fight, that is what you're putting into my head. You're what saying the- this guy's stronger, so he's going to beat you up. Really? Yes. you got to learn more about fighting. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to tell you. That's how I see arm wrestling. Jambeard said to like, Bobby Okay, Turner. but here's what I'm trying to get to. The point is he lost. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. You take the L. Yeah, but it's WWE 50-50 booking. That's unfortunately what they do. I would have loved him to stew about it. Maybe beat him up backstage or something. I don't know. I just, we if saw this coming from the, a mile away. If you lose the arm wrestling fight, wait till next week. Jump them then. The, um, whatever. The match. Whatever. The arm wrestling match. The arm wrestling bout. Whatever the frick you want to call it. The point is, he lost the damn arm wrestling fight so that's it he shouldn't be trying to get his heat back he lost you're getting worked well it makes me mad (laughs) sean if you're wrestling if your arm okay if i was at a bar okay and i saw two guys arm wrestling and the loser then tried to beat up the guy that won i'd be like bitch don't be a loser you know like that's what i'm trying to get at in real life situation you know what I lost, man. You know what? I'm not gonna be a sore loser. Keep my head up, and I'm gonna walk out the bar a, as manly as I possibly can. They're in a wrestling ring. Yes, but I don't care. I'm still trying to apply some sense, some into this. Who the uh, hell is gonna root for the guy at the bar that freaking lost the freaking arm wrestling match? You well, tell me. They don't want him. They don't want you to. They want you to root for. Uh, but you. Bobby. But if I if I want to care, shouldn't Why? I care? Yeah. Then I should have some interest in both of these guys. Yeah. Jambeard asked if Bobby Lashley turned his hat backwards to go over the top. <laughs> like, you're mad you're getting over this. Oh, boy. I'm just mad that, no, I'm mad that you're putting, that they're putting on an you arm wrestling fight. And then I'm not supposed to care about the fake results. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. I said you had that. Oh, but it's arm wrestling. It's arm wrestling fight. <laughs> what? That's you. I oh. just want it to. <laughs> I feel stupid. You know, I'm done already. I don't even oh. know why I care so much. Why do I? I'm the real loser here. That is for sure. I'm just saying, though, if you beat me in arm wrestling, Sean, I'm going to say, you know what? I lost. Okay, I'm not going to attack you afterwards. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to shake your hand with the other hand because chances are I won't be able to use this hand. I'll shake your hand. I'll say good competition, good good thing, and bounce off. Bounce. That's it. Ethan says, Veer is also a former pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, uh, 
pitcher for their their minor league system. He didn't quite make it to to the major leagues. He, he did all right though. He did okay. Well, Lucha says I need Sean's version of Denise and Denise's SRS and a voiceover on a pole match against salty old ladies from Sour Graps Tuesdays. Book it. Oh, we would beat them for sure. We would beat uh, Alex and Kate without a doubt. We're way more talented with voiceover work than than they are. Why are you being mean to Alex and Kate? Like I'm they're not, literally I'm, I'm your employees. Facts. Speaking facts, just just speaking facts. I'm just Ray- saying. I'm just saying. I'm not part of this. Reggie and Dana versus Akira Tazawa and Tamina. A couple of notes. Dana wants to hook up with Tamina. I was wondering or, if you if people caught that. Yeah. Or they're all swingers, or they're gonna be swingers. Or, yeah. I don't think they're allowed to. Isn't that like, what do you call that when people pretend to be like something that they're not, but like, I don't, well, I don't know. Well, Rhea Ripley's been getting accused of it a lot. I'm not, I'm not getting. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, this is what yes. I feel like they're doing with Tamina and uh, what's her face? Dana. Yeah. I feel like they're teasing something that's not really there. And so they're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will say. The brief, like, 90 seconds that we got of Reggie and Akira Tozawa is really good. Like, I loved what we saw out of them. And then Tozawa hits that badass senton. Looks great. I I loved the in-ring between Akira Tozawa and Reggie. I liked it. But uh, there was just... Oh, by the way, R-Truth was here as a referee. Um, There you go. Thank you. I just, like... I ain't saying it. I don't know the rules here, but that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, uh, but Akira Tozawa picks up the win. I, I don't care about this anymore. I just don't. I just don't care about it anymore. I'm ready to move on past this story. Like, <laughs> I mean, and I, I enjoy. And this I, for a I while. know. I was gonna say because, like, three weeks ago, you were like, "Haha, this is funny." <laughs> and then after the wedding, it was just so bad. They even, they even ran you off, and you were still at least finding some sort of humor in it. Jambeard says, sorry, Sean, but until you sing while doing 50 different impressions, no way you're beating Team Kalex. I have one impression. It's my Sean impression. That's the only thing I can bring to the table. So I got plenty. Sean, you're on your own. You got to come up with 49 other ones. I got plenty. That's like one of my secret tactics to winning Smack Talk Showdown on your channel all the time. Is You do the same voice every time. What oh, are you talking no, about? No, you don't. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You go back and listen. There, There's differences. There's differences for sure. The nudist and uh, the last guy I did, they both got southern accents, but they're not the same. They're not okay. The same. Yeah, me, I'm not gonna recognize the difference, Sean. Well, there's a difference. There's a difference, but go check out that video, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yes, please do. And also, I win a lot. Becky Lynch promo. I loved Becky Lynch's outfit tonight. I thought she rocked it. I thought she looked like a megastar. Uh, she manages to pull this off all the time. She comes out and she talks about how uh, the title kind of defined her for a long time, even while she was gone. But now everybody gets to witness her on her ascent back to the title. And she says, nobody can stop her. And she names everybody. And then she gets interrupted by Asuka, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. Just $5, guys. Five bucks really you waste more than five bucks every single month at least do something that that's going to be worth your while we reported yesterday oscar was headed back now in early february denise 
um, I had followed up with WWE because her name was pitched for the Royal Rumble, quickly shot down. They said she's not ready physically. And uh, a source in WWE said, we're hoping she'll be back in the spring. Spring has sprung. Asuka's here. I thought that Becky Lynch's facial reactions was so great. Were so great. Like she made this. She dropped the mic. She was in disbelief. Um, Asuka hadn't been around in nine months. It's been forever since she's been around. What did you think of Asuka's big return? So given how god awful the booking of Asuka was before she left, like terrible to the point where you even forgot she was champion at one point. And I did not forget that. Okay. Cause I was here talking about how bad it was. Uh, I'm like in a way, you know, now that she, you know, she was gone for nine, close to 10 months, however many months it was there. Uh, I really do think that today it felt brand new having her back. And that's going to happen obviously when you're gone for a certain amount of time. So I really hope that they kind of, you know, shake off everything that they were doing poorly with Asuka before and have her do the things that she's great at, you know, which is obviously wrestling, having great matches with people. And when they let her be herself, she's very, very funny. And she's just a good person to like watch. And you can, she's she's, she's a lot of fun. And so I want to see that version of Asuka. And I just don't want them, I don't want it to be like a thing where we see her for one, two, three weeks. And then bam, they go back to what they were doing with her, which was nothing really. And given right now that we definitely need more women, obviously there's a spot for her there. But on top of that, you have this, you know, history with her and Becky Lynch. And they are, you know, two totally different people than, you know, the last time we saw them together. So I think that's something that they should, you know, touch on and work off of that and Becky Lynch dude I've been loving everything she's been doing as of late I you know she cut her hair shorter too since Wrestlemania right yeah it's shorter now because she had the she had the mullet and now she actually cut it down to like a shorter hairstyle looks really cute really great uh she's still bringing out the fashion and all of that good I love it um her coming off and basically like having this breakdown this meltdown over how she's you know hit rock bottom because uh she lost the title you know what I was thinking I was like damn mine and Becky Lynch's rock bottom don't look the same but (laughs) anyways so she went out there and you know she just cut a hell of a promo she's One of the few people on the show, when they cut a promo, she feels alive when she's speaking. I don't know how else to say that versus coming out and feeling like very like robotic and coming out with a script, etc. She feels alive when she's speaking. Like I feel the words are coming out of her uh, versus, you know, being scripted and whatnot. So I think she does a really good job at doing all of that. It was this was good. The Asuka promo was pretty much what we have seen before. Nobody can stop Asuka. She dances around. She's happy. All that. C sent a super chat. He's very happy about that. Chuck Vick says he would have preferred Bailey as Becky and Bailey seems fresher than Becky and Asuka. And he said he liked the the return. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense because two years ago when Becky hit the bricks, that was who she passed the torch to. Quite literally, Denise. Asuka thought that she had a Money in the Bank briefcase. She had a championship inside the briefcase. And uh, Joel Wood brings up a good point. Becky needs to blame Asuka. She left the title in her hands when she left, and she lost it. She needs to blame Asuka for Bianca's rise. Yes, not only that, but Asuka has been absent during Bianca's rise. So a lot of of what happened there, Asuka left right before Becky came back. So we had this run with Asuka as champion. Then she left. Then Becky came back, but Asuka hasn't been there. 
I think there's a lot of meat on the bone there. I And I hope these two are able to tell that. Nerd exactly. Group. And it's such a clear, obvious thing that they need to touch on. So they, I hope they do. I'm sure they will. Nerd Guru says Becky's face when Asuka's music hit was perfect, showing true fear in her eyes. Before Bianca, Asuka was the last person to beat Becky clean by tapping her out. So many stories they can tell. The fact that, that Bianca or, or Becky's face had such such great expression on it added a lot of gravity to the situation for me because when the top dog in the company, whether, I mean, and I, I don't mean that by as she's the champion, but she is the most prominent name in that company from a female perspective. When they are reacting like that, it shows you that it's important because if it's important to her, it should be important to you. When you said top dog, I was like, why is he going to start talking about Roman Reigns? Oh God. <laughs> Nerd guru says non-title women's feuds are great. Do it more for Becky and Oscar have the potential to tell a story that is rich and actually means something with Becky being one of the best storytellers. Can't wait for this. They had a whole mess of talent that they've just let go. That was up on the main roster was main roster ready. And they could do that too. But lately it's been like one story, maybe a tag title story. Come on, supplement this stuff. Make us care. The tag title, the tag title picture has been the same story. It's just been Shayna and Natty. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing is, since they instituted those tag titles, Denise, which they did because their roster was so deep and they needed programs for other people, they often drag the women's champion into that story as well, which I don't like. Norm says, thank you for reading my Humper Chat. Tonight's Fightful Raw review is sponsored by Rolex and Norm's Tasty BBQ. Uh, please book Asuka and Ali Strong trying to enjoy the product. I hope so. We'll talk about Mustafa Ali in a bit. But Riot says, I'd love to start a movement for Asuka to be recognized as the great Asuka for obvious reasons. Thank you for the content, news, and that beautiful smile. You're cool too, Denise. <laughs> this is going to uh, go straight to your head. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I won the poll. Yeah. Suck it, Sean. People's choice. The election. Uh-huh. You choose the, to ignore that, huh? The election machines are rigged. Uh, Terry Allen says, do you both it like was the bots? They voted for it me. Was, it was the bots. Do you like Omos's shake up the ground theme? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have not paid attention to his theme song whatsoever. How does it go? How does it go? I haven't, pay, just... I haven't paid attention to it either. I'm going to listen to A lot it. of this sounds the same oh, to me. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you meant like there was a new one. No, it's the same song, right? No, it's fine. It's good. I For some reason, I thought that that there was like some new one that, that I missed out on. No, I like his theme just fine. Do you want to sing it to us? Because I forgot his theme. No, nah, I'm good. Rhea Ripley's backstage. Oh, it's the, it's the typical WWE thing where they go, why don't you explain? And she goes, you want me to explain? Well, yeah, that's why we just asked. But uh, Liv Morgan attacks her. They're going to have a match. Sure, why not? Yeah, at least she finally hit on the fact that, you know, the people that she's been teaming with have been the problem. So she yes. finally, you know, kind of made us now think she's connecting. She's connect. She's connecting the dots between Nikki and Liv, which I appreciate. So there you go. That was she fine. Had, she had to trim the fat, so to speak. And listen, if you want to trim more than the fat, maybe your big nasty pubes, go to manscape.com and use the code Fightful. They got that ultra smooth package back. Our friends at Manscape, they listen to you. You said you wanted it back. It's here. 
Compliment the lawnmower 4.0. Keep your nutsack smooth while looking and feeling the best. This specialized groin shaving kit is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. Time to crop that bush of yours and get right to the root with a discount just for you from Manscaped. 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code FIGHTFUL. Grab your handy lawnmower 4.0. Give those boys a classic trim to your liking. Get the loose hairs out of the way and take out that Manscaped Ultra Smooth package. They got a crop exfoliator infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on or around your groin feeling refreshed. Reduces ingrown hairs. You don't want that in your delicate places. How about crop gel? When you're shaving down there, that unique clear shaving gel is just for the groin. With four essential oils, it's like a spa treatment every time you shave your paws. Plus the crop shaver, designed specifically for shaving the groin area. Listen, it's hot boy summer, and you don't want your boys being hot down there because there ain't nothing good about having a funky sack, a funky unmanicured sack. You don't want it. All three of these are vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free, so you know your ding-a-ling is in good hands without compromise. 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at Manscaped. But seriously, if you all are slanging that thing around this summer, make sure you clean it up. It's hot boy summer. Shave your pubes. It is hot boy summer. Got a problem with it? (laughs) No, it just feels weird hearing you say that because you're like a dad. Like I see you like a dad, Sean. I have no children. But I see you like a dad. That's great. We'll have (laughs) a a father's. We'll have a Father's Day uh, manscape deal pretty soon. By the way. Jambeard says, "Just saw a beer's opponent, and someone says it looks like Chopper Pete." <laughs> How sad! Oh, it does. I love it. Ryan Martin says he really dug Liv and Rhea's backstage segment. Thought Liv showed great fire, and I thought the Rhea promo made sense. Is why she turned all in a solid show. I agree, Ryan. I thought it was good. Uh, I'm not gonna like it next week when their match goes two and a half minutes, uh, but. I like the segment and I like Liv Morgan a lot. And I think she does really, really well. And I think that, um, that Rhea does as well. Reminder guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. It would greatly help us out. Well, the Miz is out. He's got theory. Sean, did I hurt your feelings? For what? I feel like I hurt your feelings because I called you a dad. No. Now I just feel really bad about it. No. Okay. Here's a funny one. So, you know how anytime I post a picture with literally anybody with a vagina on Instagram, people are like, oh my God, you're doing them. I had, so in addition to a troll thinking that our spot was a shoot at GCW, Uh a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody say, you're going and hanging out with all these women at these wrestling shows when you got daughters at home. And I was like, what are you talking about? They thought the Cease twins were my daughters. Yeah. They could pass as your it. daughters. I know. I think they, I started that on Instagram, by I the know. way. I love it. I love it. They are my adult children. They're wonderful. <laughs> but uh, Juan says, hot Sean Summers coming soon. That's every summer. But the Miz is out with theory. 
Okay, so this dialogue, I don't know if it was intended to be like this. I'm legitimately confused by it. But you've got Theory and Miz being like, oh my gosh, I looked up to you so much. And the Miz going, you know what? I think you're bringing prestige back to the title. I don't know how I feel about this because I can't tell if the dialogue was supposed to be this condescending dog shit. Like, because they're both jackasses, right? I think that's exactly what it was. So, that's how I, I so took too. it as. That, they were like, oh, we're so great and everybody loves us because they both yeah. know that they're not really liked by the people, right? Yes. So I think, like, if, if that's the case, I think it went okay. And then Miz, I, I like that Miz did the heel thing. He goes, people should have to get in line for a title shot at that. And normally I go, hell yeah, Miz, you're right. But the U.S. title, when it's been the most interesting, has been open challenges over the last six, seven years. Well, then Mustafa Ali makes his return, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. We even reported that he'd be involved with Miz, Theory, and Ciampa. So, Ali comes out, and I love the back and forth. Now, the crowd wasn't as into it as I would have liked. But I love them playing off the fact that he asked for his release. And uh, he makes fun of the Miz's wrestling skills. And he said, if I wanted to laugh, I'd watch you wrestle. Miz says, uh, do you still work here? And then he says, I'm going to make you wish that you got your walking papers. By the way, Theory wouldn't wrestle him. And we'll, we'll talk about how Theory set up the match in a bit. But what did you think of Ali's return? And the references to his release, because I loved it. I, I mean, we all know about it. Why not reference it? So I actually saw things a little differently. When Theory first said, like, oh, do you still work here? Or, and Miz said, like, oh, are you the guy that took his ball home? Or, I think I got in reverse. So, yeah, they, they switched, switched that. But they both said that, right? And I thought, oh, no, they're going to bury Ali. This is going to be Vince McMahon getting his little, like, ha, 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 I won. And here it is in the raw script, right? Yeah. That's what I thought initially. initially. And then I thought, okay, well, let's see where this goes. And then it wasn't until that line that you said where he told the Miz, hey, well, you know, if I want to laugh, I'll just watch you wrestle. Because I thought, okay, you, if, if they're going to start things off with them acknowledging the fact that he was, you know, not with the company, or yeah. not not with the company, but not on good terms, essentially, then they need to make sure that he gets, you know, he needs to get his punchline in. He needs to get a moment in there. And he did. Sure. And then there was another one where he told Theory, like, oh, you're not, like, aren't you Vince, Vince McMahon's protege? You know, if anything, you're all biceps and no balls. I liked that line. That was really good. And so I... I started feeling more comfortable about it once they gave Ali a moment to actually get some good burns in there to yeah. both of them. Because if this would have just been like a one way street where it was just them going at it with him and then ha him having some like weak comebacks, I think that would have really sucked and kind of tell me where what they're going with here. But I think my whole thing was I had two questions when he was coming out. My question was like, my thing was, you know, I'm glad to see him out here because nobody wants to be off of TV stuck in a place where they might not want to be there. And we know he doesn't want to be there given that he asked for his release. My other thing was what changed? Did something change here? I will have a report on fightful select on Tuesday about this. A lot of stuff going into it about why he's back, how he got back, uh, his contract status. Um, 
things that changed as of me hearing that he was coming back yesterday. Uh, there's there's a lot that has changed over the past week, and I'll have a full report on Fightful Select on Tuesday. Make sure you guys subscribe. But I loved how Austin Theory set this up because Miz goes, just because you're back doesn't mean you magically have the power to make matches. You can't do that. You can't just text somebody and just make a match. And Austin Theory goes, oh, I can. It, it's set up. Austin Theory as like the oblivious, like Channing Tatum from 21 Jump Street type of dumb jock guy. Oh, that works really well. That works really, really well for me. Like he thinks that because Miz is pretending that he wants to fight him. Oh, you want to fight him? I'll make it happen. No big deal. I think that's great. I think that's a really, really good use of Austin Theory. This match was supposed to go a lot different yesterday. Uh, yes, a lot different yesterday. Um, we will, uh, I'll, I'll have more on that again on Fightful Select. You're not going to tell us right now what was supposed no, to happen? No, because I'm trying to anchor down what was supposed okay. to happen. But what I had heard was supposed to to be was different. It- worse was it bad was it good i i don't i don't know it's open to interpretation but i liked the match i thought it was a good match i thought it was probably the best okay maybe not better than the eight man tag because that was a lot of fun but um it was one of the best matches i saw all night it was great to see mustafa ali in the ring i loved seeing that and he got the win i i love that he got the win when he came back because if you're beating him when he comes back Oh, you're going to get the wrong kind of reaction there. Yeah, but I think that the way that he won and then afterwards what happened with with Champa and all of that, it just yeah. kind of tells me that they still don't really have any real fa- plans for Ali. And if he even gets any sort of push, I feel like it's going to be like a one, two weeks thing to one, two week thing. And then they're just going to go back to the way that he, you know, the, what they were doing with him before when he was just like you know, doing his thing back in the day with Mansoor and all of that, where he was kind of really not doing anything major, anything of note. So I feel that they're still going to go back to that. Yeah. So he gets the win. I am very happy to see him get the win. Now, will he get another win? (laughs) Who the hell knows? Uh, But Vic says, so glad to see Ali back. Hope he enjoys himself as much as possible. But why Knoxville bring him and Oscar back? I mean, I've, you're bringing Becky, Asuka, Ali, and even having Kane pop up all in the same night. And I'm like, damn, they they loaded it up. This this was a very newsworthy show for sure. And there hasn't been a newsworthy Raw since Cody Rhodes came back. And even yeah. then, it was just Cody Rhodes and Ezekiel that were newsworthy. And then, that's sad. When I'm saying Ezekiel and, and yeah. Beer, that was like the most newsworthy thing that came out of the show besides Cody Rhodes. And then there was nothing else after that, really. That's not really that newsworthy, but that was all we had. So, um, yeah, and, and this one a, felt different. And a world title match on tonight's show, which I liked. And the Orton stuff, I, the Orton stuff was very fun. And we'll talk about that momentarily. But Joel Wood says, I have uh, two questions that I'd be grateful if you answer. Did Ali return because they worked things out or because he had to? I, I would say a little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both. But again, I, it's not that um, I'm not going to tell you here on the show because you sent a very generous super chat. It's that I want to make sure that I get from as many angles as possible before I say something on the air that a website is going to quote and then say that Sean Ross Sapp reported this. Um, I do know that contractually he was, he wanted to be at work. 
in November. A lot of people said, oh, well, he has off for paternity leave. No, he asked for one week off. The other time when he had a child, he asked for one week off. Um, However, they had given him off a SmackDown before he had that time off. And uh, people backstage just assumed, oh, well, he's getting extended paternity leave. That's nice to WWE. But when extended paternity leave by a week ends up being three weeks, four weeks, a month, then it comes out, oh, he had a huge argument with Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon pitched some stuff that he would never do. That is different. And um, I know that there's a whole lot of people that think, oh, do your job, buddy. No, I'm sorry. If something goes against your morals creatively, don't do it. Don't do it. There's nothing wrong with passing up somebody else's really terrible creative idea. Because I can't count how often I see people on Twitter say, these wrestlers need to stand up for themselves, or why don't they go to creative? Why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? There's no winning with some people. No matter what you do, it's going to be mediocre to somebody, or how you act, or how you respond to something. I can tell you that the Alexa Bliss stuff that happened, I got a lot of different reactions based on that, uh, based on the different talent or higher ups that I would talk to. Some thought, well, she should be upset. They brought her back with absolutely no plan. Then there were others that say, well, it seemed like she threw a fit and she probably should have just been okay with it. And that was in the company Um, and, and far less apathetic than that. But it's all in the eye of the beholder. It's all dependent on who likes who wrestling is still a very political thing, but every I I've yet to meet somebody that doesn't like Mustafa Ali that much. I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Man's out there sending big E Lego sets to cheer him up with his, with a broken <laughs> neck. Like what, what a wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, does this mean Ali will be used regularly as of now? It appears so. Um, He's a SmackDown wrestler, and he just popped up on Raw, so there you go. At, at least tell me that's who you traded for Big E or something a few months ago. Make sense he, of it. Because he was drafted, so he was drafted to SmackDown, right? Because I didn't even remember yes. that, to be honest. Yes. So well, he was I'm gone. Sure. At, he was gone after, like, three yeah. weeks. So. Yeah. B-E-Z-E-N says, I'm glad they didn't shy away from why Mustafa was gone. Makes me more interested in his return. Plus a Champa versus Ali feud hose me down. Well, this made me very happy. Champa comes out, he attacks uh, Ali. A more heelish Champa, I think, is a good thing. He is just now Champa, Denise. His name has changed. I don't mind it. Whatever. They lose first names. I couldn't care about it. But I'm very excited about this match. I just want it to go more than three or four minutes. Yeah, I think if they actually treat this match with respect, it'll be a good little program. Or if they actually, you know, they have them work a storyline there and give them a couple of matches, you know, sporadically, I think that would be good too. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, it's I'm interested to see whether or not they're actually going to do something with him or if it's going to go back to the way that he was before. So I guess we'll find out. Jeff is sad that no one will survive is gone. A lot of the CFOs uh, themes are long gone, but um, you know, not only did we get all those returns, Denise, Carmella and Corey are back. The biggest returns of the night. I had forgotten about that. Uh, I'm, but seriously, I'm so pumped for Champa and Ali. I just want it to, 
I want it to matter. I want it, there to be some substance to it. And I trust those two to tell a story. Leave them alone and let them tell their story. Say, hey, guys, what do you all think? But leave them alone. Who actually gets left alone to do anything? Yeah. Nobody that I know of. We have the opening segment of the night. It is the Randy Orton uh, celebration, 20-year celebration. 20 years of Randy Orton. My God, the longevity of this guy. And he was a guy for a long time, Denise, for various reasons. One, wondering if he cared. Two, uh, he had some habits back in the day that that were really rough. And three, he had a lot of injuries. I don't know if I expected him to stay around for 20 years. And it doesn't look like he's slowing down. It would not shock me to see him here 10 years down the road as well, Denise. Yeah, and it's so crazy, like, all the things that he's done in those 20 years. And even just, like, you already know that stuff, but then seeing it, you know, in video format, seeing all the pictures and everything that's been done on social media and all yeah. of that, it just kind of adds to where you're just like, damn, like, it, it's just, it's so, I don't know, it's just so weird because sometimes I feel like so many people are just, like, a part of, like, you're just used to seeing them on the show all the time and Randy Orton is one of those people that you're just like used to being there so sometimes when you step back and look at everything that he's actually done it's kind of like oh shit like there's so much there because but again because you're so used to seeing him on weekly television and you know you just know him you know everybody just knows Randy Orton so it is pretty cool to kind of just step back and look at everything in a nice little timeline. So it was cool. I, the little video that they did and everything that they've been doing to, you know, celebrate his 20 year anniversary. And, uh, I mean, I really loved early Randy Orton, the RNN thing where he had the shoulder injury and he did the, the injury updates. Nowadays, if somebody's hurt, they just take them off TV. They made him, they got him over while he was off TV. The legend killer was so good. Evolution was so good. And even though Randy Orton's babyface turn didn't work out, the turn back heel was really good. And his failed baby, I don't want to say failed, but less than enthusiastically received babyface run gave way to Batista, which became mega, mega over. And that's, we're talking like the first three years of his career there. Not, not to mention all the stuff that came after that with the punt. He got a move as simple as a just a running kick, Denise. He got that over so massively, and it really looks like he's having a blast. Um, On top of that, he's the guy that so many wrestlers mention when they say who's, the, who's your favorite person to be in the ring with. So many people will say Randy Orton, Randy Orton, because, you know, for whatever, you know, for their specific reasons, but yes. they always put them over for being like the easiest person to work with. So that's, that's pretty awesome within itself. Uh, guys, get in your super chats and your Humber chats. We're heading down the home stretch here. Sabrina says the legacy reunion was fire emoji. They brought out uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is like, no, 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 no. You're here to steal his glory. Uh, we've got Ezekiel out there. We've got the crowd or the, the, the ring surrounded this is all to set up an eight-man tag. And Kevin Owens is normal Kevin Owens being amazing. Like, thinking that everybody's crazy but him. Oh, I love it. I love this. I thought this was an easy, fun way to set up what I thought was a, a blast to close the show. You know, I need to take a second and put over some of like the improv work that Seth Rollins has been doing during yeah. like the last couple of weeks. He has found little ways to make things mean more. Even him just 
doing something as simple as inspecting Ezekiel and looking at at his hair. To, I don't know, whatever he was doing, like inspecting him. That was really funny. Uh, his Even just like his backstage interactions with Kevin Owens when they were arguing about friendship and then Seth Rollins was like, oh, you know, even that, like little things like that. I just think he's been doing such a good job. I, and there was a moment too before, you know, like towards the end of of the opening segment, Seth Rollins is just in the like in the corner, just like chilling, like leaning back. It was just the little things that to me kind of elevated things and made things feel so much more interesting. He just added to it. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens was great being the only person like losing his shit over Ezekiel slash Elias and all of that was pretty good. I liked everything that they were doing here. It kind of got to the point though where I was when everybody kept coming in, once Ezekiel came in, I'm like, where are they going with this? Like, are they just trying to throw everybody into this segment? And then all of a sudden, all those people appeared on ringside. And I'm like, what? When this happened, I felt like everybody was just like appearing out of nowhere. Um, but anyways, it ended up working out for we'll talk about the main event in a second. We've got uh, Mets fan for life says a little fancy booking here. Sting and his son Darby against cool Uncle Randy and his nephew Riddle. I think. I think Randy's like four years older than Riddle or something. People forget that Riddle had a full UFC career before. Is he really only four Riddle. years older than him? It's like five, maybe five years, maybe. Oh. Jared says it felt like Randy went out of his way to thank Mick Foley, almost as if he was deliberately making up for Taker not mentioning him. Randy's a good dude these days. Yes, he is. I constantly hear how helpful he is. And uh, it is good to hear Mick Foley getting his flowers because Mick Foley was a gigantic part of uh, of Randy Orton getting over. When you say like, well, like there's so many times where you say like, oh, this this put this person on the map, this put yes. this person on the map. The, the, I feel like one of the best examples of that is literally Mick Foley, Randy Orton, and that putting Randy Orton on the map where everybody, like everybody and their mothers was, you know, raving about that and talking about it and what it meant to his career. And you ask anybody like, what's one of the things that stood out to you? With Randy Orton, everybody will mention that. I was more casually following wrestling in like 02, 03, stuff like that. The feud, the, 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 I think the moment that made me emotionally invested, there were a series of things. There were Shawn Michaels and Triple H on the last Raw of 2003. But one of them was Randy Orton spitting in Mick Foley's face, kicking him, throwing him down the stairs. Mick Foley coming back at the Royal Rumble knocking him over the top rope and then all that led there. That was, that was so, so good. Pile driver says Orton should come out to, Hey, nothing you can say. I hated that song. Hey, it's it. so catchy though. Yes. Greg house says, don't know if this is just my opinion or if other people think this Does the crossroads look better when other people do it rather than Cody. What do you guys think? Cody does it a little bit differently. So Cody grips people and he holds on a little bit tighter. Uh, when you see Damian Priest do it, he'll grab one arm, he'll throw his his like other arm out, and he'll use that momentum to spin them. It's a little bit different. Also, when Cody does it, people take it usually a lot differently. They take it on the top of their head instead of a, a face bump. So even though it's, to me, it's like a stunner versus a diamond cutter. They're very similar moves, but they're not quite the same based on how they're delivered. But I, I see what you mean. I'm just trying to do something, says, what new old school accessories will Ezekiel rock next? He had the tassels, Denise. He looked great. He's jacked. Yeah. Yeah. I love that he was wearing the tassels. I think it's great. He looks good. Now he just needs a bandana. 
<laughs> or something. I don't know. He's fine with the tassels. I don't think he needs more. Deshire says, is the RKO the most over-wrestling finisher ever? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think the stunner's more over. I mean, the diamond cutter at one point was super, super, super over. People, a lot of people don't remember that, but yeah, it was mega over. But the stunner, I think that's the easy. But I do feel, do you feel like, I do feel like we see more RKO memes though. Well, yeah, because the, yeah, for the memes, because it's funny. But there were no memes. Nowhere. There were no memes I mean, back then. You can then. still make memes now about the stunner. Yeah, but I've not, seen them. We're there's about just not it. as many though. At Austin's height though, but. Randy Orton hit a whole bunch of of RKOs here and won the match. This was a feel-good, nice way to end uh, the show on Randy's 20th anniversary. I thought this was a blast. Yeah, and the second he got in there, you know, always massive reaction, just like, it was this was an entertaining match, honestly. Like this could have just been like a clusterfuck, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was really fun. And I think it got people excited and it all led up to the moment where Randy Orton gets in the ring. You know, eventually they get their win. All good stuff for them. I it capped off what I thought was a pretty solid raw. I, I really enjoyed it. There there was a lot more that I liked than what I what I didn't like. I Oscar's back, Ali's back. You had Kane trying to get some votes backstage. Uh, the Orton stuff was a lot of fun. We got a world title match, and even though it wasn't like a, an in-ring classic, it was it was pretty good. We got Sabrina Harley saying, toe-sucking Corey Graves is back. Jesus Christ. And uh, KE775 says, if they don't screw it up, Rhea versus Bianca at SummerSlam could be money, but they're going to screw it up. <laughs> that seems like the most logical direction. We've been waiting for that one. Yes, we have. And I think that is a big match to do. And I think it's one that they should do. Put two of the horsewomen together like Becky Bailey would make a lot of sense. But then do Rhea and Bianca. And that could be very good as well. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. A whole bunch of interviews this week. Also, don't forget Thursday, The Spotlight. A great show with Steven Jensen and Jeremy Lambert. Fightful Overbooked has a whole bunch of shows. As does FightfulSelect.com. We just... Uh, just uh, debuted coexisting with Robin Maggie after dark. That is their post show over there. But Denise, what do you got going on? Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That sounds like the same stuff that I plugged last week on your show. Denise. I plug the same thing every single week. Tell them what they can see on your channel, Denise. They can see a bunch of stuff, Sean. Tell them what they can see. I feel awkward. I feel like this is a test of, of I know the own, my own stuff on my own channel. Yeah, I did a video for you last week, Denise. <gasps> yeah, I know you did a video. You were great. And I you know. put up your Smack Talk Showdown Championship on the line against Tempest. And things got crazy again. It was a good video. Oh, you know what? A lot of people have been telling me that that's the best one, by the way. That that's well, the best. I'm, in, yeah, I'm really good at it, Denise. No, I know. But people are saying like as a whole, this last one was the sure. best one out of like all three that I've posted up. Uh, the promo wars just keep getting better and better. And there's literally going to be only one more left, the next one. So I don't know. You're either going to like die smack talk showdown champion or yeah. lose it. I don't know, Sean. We'll I'll, find out. I will be retaining that. Um <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way I'm losing that. Listen, Smack Talk Showdown's got to pay you some more money. Uh, <laughs> Becky just tweeted, and it's the gif of her hugging Asuka, and she said, I literally handed this bitch my title. <laughs> there you I go. Perfect. Love it. Guys, uh, thank you all so much. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'll have uh, news on Mustafa Ali's 
uh, deal and what brought him back on FightfulSelect.com. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.